Talking Like Normal People is brought to you by MyCastingFile.com. MyCastingFile, the place for talent to get their start. All right, welcome to Talking Like Normal People, a show dedicated to talking about acting, casting, and auditions, and probably some other things too with people who love it. I am your host, Ryan Glorioso, casting director based in New Orleans, Louisiana. To the right of me, the future, Justin Coulter, casting associate. Hi, everybody. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Good. You cool. changed your outfit. I, I did. It's to trick the, the listeners to think we do these episodes on different days. <laughs> Hey, listeners, I want to thank all of you for listening and for subscribing on iTunes, Google Play, yes. what else? Do, Podbean, Podbean, wherever you get your podcasts. Yes. Um, reviews are nice. Give us a good review mm-hmm. if you like us. Um, if you don't like us, just stop listening. No one's you making don't need you to give do us it. a bad review. <laughs> Is someone sitting at home? I hate this. <laughs> I hate this. Why do I keep listening? 14 was worse than 13. <laughs> All right. Anyway, on to our postcard of the week. This one's kind of long. It's got a lot of stuff on it. Can you paraphrase it? it? I'll try. Yeah. This is from Patrick Roper. Cool. This is a cowboy looking like a cowboy on the front. Uh, Recently booked a powerful supporting role in the period film Emperor as the antagonist opposite Deo Okunyi from The Hunger Games and Terminator Genesis. The film is based on the true life story of Shields Green, a fugitive slave who had a chance to encounter with Frederick Douglass and later found uh, fought with uh, abolitionist, abolitionist John Brown at the raid at Harper's Ferry as a prelude to the Civil War. Jeez, that's a lot. Gosh, that's a mouthful. Why can't I just say, hi, I'm an actor? (laughs) Anyway. Patrick's with East Coast Talent. Uh, I hate it. All right, bye. Well, I don't hate the agent. Hate I hate it. the postcard. Yeah. <laughs> I threw it away. It's gone. Hey, it was an okay postcard. Nah, it was yeah, cool. It was I, actually, the picture was really cool. Yeah, it was a good picture. And I wanted to read it. Cool. I don't I don't hate it. Yeah, it's I, I hate that I said that. It's okay. All right. Actor tip of the week. Don't say you can do something if you really can't. I.e., like, don't pad your special skills. Like, if you, yeah. you don't, don't say you can, like, you're an excellent drummer or a tap dancer. Or a finger tutter. Oh. Do you remember that? Yeah. yeah. Finger, I didn't even know what that was. <laughs> like, I learned what finger tutting yeah, was. Pe- and so did some people in, auditioning. Yeah. People came in and they were like, yeah, finger. Oh. And they were weak. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, or like that you're a, a pro basketball player, and then you get there, and there are like seventy five percent pro basketball players auditioning for the thing, and then you can't you, dribble. You can't even. Yeah, yeah, you can't. You can't do nothing. That's also a thing that happened. It, it happens. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, just think about it. Yes. If we, if it if it has to be an actual thing, and you're saying you're the actual thing, but you're really not, don't embarrass yourself. Yeah. All right, today's guest is a very talented guy who transplanted from Memphis to New Orleans and has been steady working since. He's a character actor probably most recognized by audience for his role as Chubb on Happen Leonard. With several projects in the can, please welcome Jeff Pope. Yay. 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 What's up, Jeff? A lot. Enjoying the... uh Summer rain. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's cool. We needed it. Yeah. We needed it. It's raining outside right now. We're all like We're cozied up. We're cozied up in yeah. our, our little dungeon here. Mm-hmm. I garden, so this is this is good. This is good news. You garden? I do. I do. What do you garden? I have a garden in my backyard. I have uh tomatoes and cucumbers and Those are my two favorite vegetables. Bell peppers, lettuce, um 
strawberries, but they're not really coming up yet. Um, you know, a lot of herbs. Just do you have a lot of a lot of space, a lot of land? I've got a nice little backyard. You know, nice. um, my wife and I bought a house in Holly Grove. And um, it's a nice, quiet part of it, too. Um, Wait, isn't there, like, the Holly Grove Farmers uh, There was, market? but it's gone now. They, ah. they closed down. I'm going to go to the Jeff Pope market, man. Yeah. You should I'm reopen that. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking to monopolize. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jeff, um, did I get that right? From Memphis, right? It is, right? Jeff. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yes. <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> you hail from Memphis, Tennessee, right? I do. Yeah. I do, yeah. And uh, so start from the beginning. Tell us like who you are, where you're from, how'd you how'd you get down here, like how'd you become an actor, whatever you want to tell us. I was born a humble boy. Uh, no, I grew I grew up in Memphis and um, did a lot of theater when I was younger um, and a lot of local theater. And then in my teens, I got into playing music, and uh, I would still do theater on the side, but uh, I got more into playing music because there just wasn't a lot of films being made. And then. Uh, uh, a friend of mine was making a movie um, called The Poor and Hungry. The and Poor and Hungry. The Poor and Hungry. And <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I still don't know if I'm here. The Poor and Hungry? The Poor and Hungry. Because you know what you I heard? I heard The Porn Hungry. I heard The Porn Hungry. The Porn Hungry. Yeah, The Porn Hungry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which sounds like a great film. I think it probably would have been a better film. <laughs> uh, now, he did this film, and this was 98, 99, and he was shooting on... Um, digital camera which at the time just nobody took that seriously I mean you either shot on film or you were just jerking off but, um, <laughs> he shot this movie options. and then he, he won the Hollywood Film Festival and um, while he was there he was shopping around this movie called Hustle and Flow and um, so he got he was able to get that made and I just I came on as just a, an extra and um then I did his next movie called Black Snake Moan. Oh my gosh. And I was able to, uh, you know, become SAG eligible, I guess, through that. And I realized, well, this is something pretty interesting to do. So I did a few more films in Memphis, and I went to Los Angeles for a few years and uh, uh, just mostly worked, did UCLA student films. And um, then everybody seemed to be moving to New Orleans. And, you know, this was. What years were you in LA? Um, 2007 through 2010. Oh, okay. And then I left. I was actually renting this place from Craigslist from this woman uh, who was working in film. She did hair and makeup. She was moving to New Orleans. I think she was from Louisiana. And I didn't know her. I just met her, you know, through renting her place on Craigslist. So I stayed at her place. And then eventually I decided I'm going to come to New Orleans because I really wanted to work on Treme. And I moved down here, and the first few extra jobs I did had that girl, Margot Fox is her name. Oh, we know yeah. her. You know Margot? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she was living here, so it was like, here I am. I just, I, and I don't think she had really seen me in person. So, I, you know, but her pictures were in the was house. She like, how, was she like, how, how's my apartment? Yeah. <laughs> she didn't know me at the time. So, you know, it was really, I'm in the makeup chair. It's like, I slept in your bed. <laughs> Oh, that's creepy. That's creepy. <laughs> I slept in, I slept yeah. in your bed. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so, no, but I moved here in, um, in the spring of 2010. and was, around the time I did. Yeah, my yeah. girlfriend, uh, who I reconnected with in Memphis, she was from Memphis. We moved here in 2010 and then got married in 2011, and we've been here ever since. Nice. Bought, bought property. You said you're a musician? You play music? 
I, I did, you know, I, yeah. I played in a lot of garage rock bands oh, in Memphis. My favorite genre. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What do you play? I was, a, I was mediocre at them all. Mostly <laughs> bass, sometimes drums. Uh, I'm a better bass player than I am a drummer. I, I want so bad in life to be a drummer. Yeah, I everybody just, does. Uh, <laughs> I, I think I could get through like a quarter of a song without losing it, you know? <laughs> uh, losing the rhythm. If you're a drummer, you'll never go without work. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. the thing drum, is... Everybody always yeah. uses a drummer. Really? Guitar players, you can throw a rock and hit a guitar player. But, <laughs> Why is uh, that? Is everybody everybody wants to be the star. Yeah, everyone wants to be know? the front man. Uh, and yeah. the bass player was always for the fat guys, so it was great for <laughs> bass. You know, uh, Stand no one wanted to play the bass. Yeah. That's awesome. So you so you move here in 2010, and so you said your goal was that you wanted to work on Treme. Did that happen? I did. I was such How a huge happen? fan of The Wire. You know, yeah. like everybody was. And then I hear that I was living in L.A. and I heard that David Simon's shooting a show about music in New Orleans. And I'd lived in New Orleans when I was 20 for a year. I moved here and lived in Algiers Point. I had no car. I worked in the quarter, so I would take the ferry all the time. Nice. And, um, Gross. I did nice. the, yeah, the, what, nice. the, the ferry. That's yeah. like That's like the quintessential, like dream like it's like a romanticized version of new orleans it's exactly like, right i, I yes. like i'm gonna wake up and drink my coffee on my little shotgun porch and i'm gonna walk to the ferry pay my dollars girls that i never even dreamed about um have any kind of uh, uh relationship with in memphis you get them to come to new orleans you take them out, you know, even if it was just a dry dock, and, and then <laughs> right across on. And the then they're ferry. moving here. Yeah. They're moving there. They love it. It's great. Yeah. You know. I mean, that, that's essentially like I moved away from New Orleans. I couldn't wait to get out of New Orleans to go to college, and then move to LA, all that stuff, and then came back at like the perfect time of year, which is either like spring or October. October. You know, this was October, and like Robert and I were out in the French Quarter, like on a balcony, and it was like beautiful like fall night and like the the weather was perfect and everybody was laughing and drinking <laughs> and having a great time and, and the next thing you know we're moving back here because yeah. it was it just like sucks you it in does suck you, you in. know I always talk but you know now when people come down um I, I tell them uh, you know look i will take you to the french quarter and i will drop you off you can get drunk as you want. Yes. Do whatever you want. And I will pick you up at any time, but I am not coming with you. Yeah. That's, oh my God. Like that, that's when you know you're officially an old man. Like yeah. we do the same thing. Like, like our going out to the French Quarter is just like a drive through. Like, oh, we went to dinner uptown. Let's just go for a drive. We'll drive through the French Quarter and see if there are int any interesting that's sites. That's the worst part about the French Quarter is having to drive through it, though. It's yeah. a nightmare. It's I've got yeah. three, um, at least three gift cards uh, for that people have given us for Christmas or birthdays. For restaurants in the French Quarter, some of them are almost a year old because I throw just refuse to go out there. <laughs> yeah, but I keep saying, oh, "Well, I can't throw it out. We'll go. We'll go." No, we'll don't go. throw it out. Go. So I want to. I want to ask you Uber. something. Um, you mentioned you when you got here, you were doing extra work. Uh -huh. So what was the transition like from starting out working as background, getting an agent, and starting to book? What was that entire process like? Because there's ev almost every extra wants to do what you did. Well, 
I, I had an agent in Memphis, and I think I'd started reading, because I remember reading for you way before I ever got here, just the name Gloria. So I mean, I didn't know a face or anything. And when I got down here, um, you know, in Memphis, I felt like in Memphis, I was hot shit. You know, I was on, <laughs> yeah, you did Hustle and Flow. By saying, you know, yeah. it was just small stuff. And so I felt like, well, I got something. But when I got here, it was nothing. It, was, it felt like nothing. I, start, I started on Craigslist looking up doing UNO student films. Mm -hmm. That's where I, I think I first recognized you was you did a you did a short film. I went to a festival there and you were in one, I think the one with uh, like Matthew Martinez and Hunter Burke maybe were in it. I don't know. There's a lot I, of them I've never even you seen. Did one, <laughs> you did one and you were really great in it and I was like, that dude's really yeah. good. And, and maybe you had auditioned for me on tape or whatever. I think I've done a lot on tape, but yeah. you know, tape, you get lost in the shuffle. If you're not here, yeah, you know. it's the, harder to make an impact. Those student films, I mean, when it's, when like if you are doing something really good in them, like we noticed them for mm -hmm. sure. To me, they were, you know, if you like to act, and I just like to act, to me, the small projects are no different than the big projects. I just enjoy it so much. So the student films were a great way to meet people, to be a part of, you know, on a student film, you can, just like theater, you can play roles that on any legitimate big film you wouldn't even be considered for. Mm -hmm. You get to do that. You get to, your voice is heard. You can say, you know, you can be a part of the team. And I think that's great. And what I really love is a lot of those people that I worked with, I see them now working crew. Yeah. Or I see Hunter. Hunter and I, I used to see him in the halls at UNO. We'd be sitting out just like out here <laughs> waiting for our turn for whoever's student film. So I don't I don't go out a lot and I don't know a lot of other actors, but I recognize a lot of faces yeah. because I see them, you know, in these hallways. You know, that makes me so happy to to hear you say that because um, I tell people all the time when they're talking about how do I book a role, how do I how do I you know get my SAG card? I'm like, why don't you go out and do these student films? These kids are breaking their backs trying to make the best project mm -hmm. possible and they need actors yeah and what, every and year who, what's your friend your hustle and flow friend's name the craig director? brewer craig craig they may be the next craig brewer yeah. you yeah, know exactly like these guys are creatives yeah. and they're gonna you never know what someone is who or yeah. what someone is going to become yeah. you know yeah and even and you know and that's a great way to look at it but even i don't even look at it like that i just look at you know uh uh, you just love acting. You might can cut. You might can edit this. I did this one <laughs> film, a student film called Moon Pie, for UNO, and um, you know the guy had no money. He, he paid me in um, a half ounce of weed. <laughs> <laughs> wow! And uh, you know that's a good paycheck. But I was I literally only been here six months, and I had a lot of fun. You know, it didn't you know pay for anything, but it was it was it was fun. And that film ended up being. You know, it was it was so ridiculous, but it ended up snowballing into all these other projects. You know, it's just amazing how. Um, I, in fact, I think the guys that did happen, Leonard saw that. Really, too. that's crazy. Really, was it, was it good weed? It didn't matter. <laughs> I, I'd been here for six months. I didn't know anybody, yeah. so it was it was good. <laughs> So that's, yeah, that's the cut mark. No, that's the, <laughs> no. That's the most that important part of this episode. <laughs> so, um, all right. So you do, you do these films and then you start booking with the casting directors around town on some major projects. Did you get like, an agent well, down here? Like I, I had an agent here, but I got to a point where I didn't want to do extra work anymore because it was, um, in fact, I had uh, somebody that was working uh, casting 
or working with extras casting on Memphis Beat said to me, you'll never work on Memphis Beat again. Of course, a week later, they, they were canceled. But uh, <laughs> That's why. They knew. they knew it was getting cut. But I just got to the point where I was like, I, I don't want to do this anymore. And if mm-hmm. I keep working extra work. It'll burn you. It'll, it'll, mm-hmm. yeah, it'll suck the life and the joy out of it, you know. Yeah. And some people can do it. And some, that's great. some people love it. And some that's people all are super do. at it, but I wanted more. The first mm-hmm. film I ever worked on was um, The Rainmaker in '96. Oh wow, the Coppola film. Yeah, and I was an extra in it, and <clears throat> I did. I wasn't aware that you know extras stay in an extra room yeah. <laughs> and they don't run around the set. Extras holding. <laughs> And I'm right up. To, I stood next to Coppola the whole time. I said, you know, my my uncle who was in Vietnam loved Apocalypse Now. <laughs> he I was all over. And I guess the the brevity that I had of actually doing that, no one said anything to me. They thought, he must be somebody. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I wanted more. So I said I wasn't going to do any more extra work. And then I looked around at agents here. I went to... Um, they had it over, I guess, the U.S. Mint building. Oh, the mm-hmm. Actor Expo. The Actor mm-hmm. Expo, and I, and that's when I was able to put a face to you, to sure. uh, all of everybody. You know? That was a really good event that used to go on. I wish I wish uh, someone would bring that back. Who used to throw it? Um, I think it was Shonda Quintal. Okay. Um, she would put it on uh, and like break down services. Sponsor Sponsored. was a big sponsor uh-huh. of it. I didn't talk to anybody. I was too nervous to talk to anybody. But I walked well, you, through. You talked to I Coppola. paid for it and went to it, and I just walked around and looked at everybody and read. Okay, so that's that's glorioso. That's not who I thought it would be. <laughs> <laughs> but he's goofy looking. Yeah. <laughs> and then I signed with um, I. I Audition for Metro Models and Talent. They were the only one mm-hmm. that would give me an appointment, and I went there and I signed with them. Yeah, you were with them for a, a little bit, right? Well, maybe a year or yeah. so, and nothing really came from it. But I've been hearing about the People Store, so um, when they came, I reached out to them. And fortunately, Alex White, who um, said, "Yeah, okay, I'll definitely take a meeting with you. I've seen you because I did a play at the." Um, uh, Irish house on St. Charles. Okay. And Tracy Kilpatrick came to it. Mm, and, yeah. But I did, you know, to me it was just, I thought it was, you know, Casey Groves yes. and his wife, yeah, they yeah, were yeah. putting this play oh, on. Oh, yeah, I remember. And Lance Nichols had posted about it on Facebook. I followed Lance because he was on Treme. I mm-hmm. didn't know anybody. I followed him because he was on Treme and he posted about these auditions. So I went to it, uh, got cast in their play, and I thought this is just, you know, a couple just doing something for fun. Uh, but it was, you know, it was cool for me, and I did it. But they sold out every night for this upstairs performance. John Goodman came, Tracy came, wow, you know, and it ended up like say snowballing into. I signed with the People Store, and then eventually signed with Alex when he went on his own. Mm-hmm. Nice. That you know, I went pro- to high school with Casey Groves. Really? Yeah. Well, uh, he was a senior when I was a freshman, huh. and he was like the star in the theater. I've already said this on this show. Before. You have, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was like playing Macbeth in high school. He's very theater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very yeah. theater. So is yeah. his wife. Yeah, they're good people. Yeah, they're very good people. I was wasn't good at being a theater person. So you know. how did you? Uh, how did you? So I, we got the the gist of like how you what made you interested in getting involved in film. 
how did you know you were an actor? Like, did you, have you taken any classes or any of that stuff? Or is it just kind of natural instinct just, for you? I've done it. We moved around so much when I was a kid and I went to so many different schools that you kind of put on a facade no matter where you were moving to because you didn't have any friends. Hmm. And so you just kind of learned to um, chameleon-like in, in different um crowds that and you know i loved movies stand by me had oh, such a profound effect on my life me too I, I just thought it was the i mean are you a river phoenix guy i was a huge river oh, phoenix man. guy running on empty jimmy reardon oh. mosquito coast oh. um uh even little nikita yeah I, mean, I loved them all i um i found a copy on of running on empty online because you can't there's no like online uh you know, streaming of it anywhere. Yeah. And I found a DVD last year or two years ago. And I have that now. It's such a good movie. Like he was you know, so good on it. He was so cool. And I was so impressed that, you know, his last name in that movie was Pope. And, <laughs> oh, and he yeah. did a movie before called Lunakita where his first name was Jeff. It was so, sign. you know, when I was a kid, I was like, it's, it's a perfect sign. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that makes a good point. You said you got a DVD of it. And I was talking to a friend of mine in Memphis uh, about how in Memphis there's a video store called Black Lodge and it's just like two guys who started this video store in 99 with their own collection and it's gotten bigger and bigger they outlasted Black, uh, Blockbuster, Blockbuster and they're still there and and these guys in Memphis you could go if you were an actor or a filmmaker you could go and say you know look I, I'm you know working on a movie where I'm going to play a redneck killer or something what have you got and this guy he knew his stuff he would give you a list of all these movies you can rent them from him and i just lament the fact that new orleans doesn't have a video store no yeah at uh, least just one video store i yeah. i saw the blockbuster clothes on magazine it's a walgreens now yeah yeah jd felice used to work at a like i think the last independent Video, video store in New Orleans, not Blockbuster or yeah. any of those. It was great, you know. It's like the streaming stuff is great, but you know, I was talking about Last Tango in Paris to someone, and I'm like, I really want to watch that movie, but I have no way to to get it. Where am I going to get that? Movie yeah, without- it, and it seems like like on Netflix, when you go to look for something, you can't find anything anymore that's not a Netflix right, original, right. you well, know, or yeah. a show. I think well, if you got- want to talk about that, people are pulling their content and putting it on their own streaming services. That's now. true because yeah. you can find like maybe five movies made before 1962 on Netflix, and it's just sad. I have you know on my. Uh, on my Apple TV, I'm sure on everyone's, that has like the little microphone, you can say the name of a movie and it'll sh- search all your apps. Really? Yeah. I've got Apple so TV. you could say like uh, running on empty and then it'll tell you like what, like you can open this in iTunes or you can open this in uh, Amazon. Um, wow. Yeah. Or like what network it plays on and like the networks. Cause I don't have cable anymore. Mm-hmm. I just have apps for everything. And so like the apps will, uh, it'll pop up. Like if it's a, you know, good behavior, this is available like season one on Netflix. And then the other stuff is on the TNT app. My wife has control of the TV. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't, get, I don't watch anything on TV. Oh, it's Jeopardy. <laughs> she, she watches everything. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. We've been watching the French Open for I don't know how many days. I, I don't even know how long the damn thing is. I don't either. She loves it. So when when around was the time you felt like you started to gain traction in New Orleans? You so you ended up with People Store. Did it just like take off 
right from there? Was there still a little bit of a grind to get uh, acquainted with the city? The, um, I knew the city. I felt like I knew the city. The first thing I got that wasn't a student film or in, in New Orleans was um, Hate Ship, Love Ship. Yes. Oh, good movie. Yeah, yeah I love that and movie. I was like, this is great, you know. I was the first, and plus I felt good because, you know, in, in Memphis, Craig was my friend, so there was a little bit of nepotism there. But mm -hmm. here, I was like, I did this all on my own, yeah. and then after that, it just kind of, it did, it kind of started picking up, and and it, you know, like like the fact that there's no video stories. There's a lot of films I've done I've never even seen. Same. I just don't same, know where to see same, them. Same, same, That's fun. Yeah, that's you, funny. Have you seen Hate Ship? I've seen my clip. Oh well, the whole movie. The movie's great. really that's yeah. the one Joel's in yeah, too. Yeah, Joel's right? in that one. Yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually really adore that film. Yeah, yeah. I was curious too. She did another film, um, Liza, uh, with about Elvis. Elvis meets Nixon with Michael Shannon. Is oh, yeah. were you yeah. in that? No, but I wanted to. Be. <laughs> yeah, like, I read that script. Great. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how good it was, but it was just you know the film that I read for here. I really wanted to. I didn't get anything, but I really wanted to was um, uh, Blaze. Yeah. I really wanted Blaze. I wanted you to be in it. Yeah. You know, I mean, I understand that if there wasn't anything for me, but what I got out of it by reading was I was like, I got introduced more to this guy's music. So that's what I do love. It doesn't bother me that I didn't get it, but I came out with this whole new appreciation for this guy, you know, musically, and, you know, it's like, well, that's cool. Well, you know, the, the actor who played him, uh, ben Dickey, who's not an actor, he's a musician, musician yeah. and he um, he won Best Actor for the film at Sundance. They were at, I was at Sundance at ah. the same time. Did we, you see it? I didn't see it. Ah, I know. haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Where do you see these movies now? Well, yeah. that one's got to make it. That fast. one's going to come out. I don't know. I don't know if anyone picked it up. It was so low budget. I was. Yeah, I was. I was. You know, just from like. Reading the script, the color coded that. script, the color yeah, coded. That, that I forgot about was, that. Was different in its own well, way. Well, because it jumped back and forth, and that yeah. was how uh, you kept track Ethan, of it. Yeah, but I, I was just kind of skeptical that it would, like, how it would come out. You know, it's but certainly it, a vanity project. But it, apparently, it's it's really good. You I'm know, from everything I mean, I've heard, Charlie Sexton's in it. He's Bob Dylan's guitar player. Yeah. You know? I love um, movies that are directed by uh, music-oriented people, rock and roll people. Jim Jarmusch, you know. Yeah. I love those that have a strong musical. Because that's the way, when I get something, I, I look at the emotion of it, and then I, I find I make a playlist of music that gets me to that point quickly. Awesome. So music's very important to me. So when it blends well in cinema, it's just beautiful. Nice. So then, um, probably, well, as I, I said in the beginning, Happen Leonard has probably been a, a, a blessing for you, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, how, how did that come about? Like, what? They shoot that in Carolina? No, we like, shot it in Baton Rouge. The Baton first Rouge. season was Baton Rouge. I did not know. And the know last that. two seasons were in Atlanta. I don't are you in? I are you in all that. the seasons? No, just the first <laughs> you, one. Yeah. Well, I don't want to give any spoilers. I watched, well, I watched some of it's, it. It's, it's like a new story, almost like a, a you know a, a new book each, each oh, season. Oh, I see. So there's only happen littered. Maybe a few small characters okay. make their make their appearance throughout, but it was fun. It was um, um, uh, I'm at a loss for words <laughs> now. Um, 
Yeah, I, I, I read for it and I thought I, I liked the sides of it. I liked the book. I, what, I wasn't familiar with Joe Lansdale's work other than um, Bubba Hotep, um, which I thought was weird. Um, but it was, I watched the director's film. Jim Mickle did this film called Cold in July. And I was like, this is great. This was really dark and, and it was um, Southern Gothic. And I was like, I know that this will work well. And so I bought the books before the auditions and I read the book on that the first season was based on. And, you know, it was just super excited to work on it. Nice. You know, it was and, a lot of fun. And did that, uh, so you had a pretty prominent, you're a pretty prominent character in that. Did that, did you get to do some th- things that you don't normally get to do when you do a film like go do press and that kind of stuff or yeah well you know just to be in there at the beginning of a shoot is is neat because so often i come in on something that's already working and it's like always like being the first day of school and being yeah. the new kid new, yeah exactly you know, <laughs> going from from happen leonard i did an episode of ncis which is like a well-oiled machine sure. so i just felt just like you know felt completely lost in that but with happen Leonard, it was great to to see it from the beginning to do the 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 read through at the table um when they premiered it they flew us up to new york and put us up and i went to la for a um dvd signing it was a lot of pampering that i was not uh prepared for not not accustomed to uh normally as a as a regional actor yeah Yeah. a good friend of mine was was the line producer on that uh, josh throne i know josh season one his dad was an actor yeah 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 Yeah, he's on the when i think about josh he he came came up to me and and one time at at one of the rap parties he was like when are you gonna get healthy jeff what (laughs) did he really you know i'm on this paleolithic diet and at the time i I didn't i never heard that i was like i said what do you eat dinosaur food he's like yeah sort of (laughs) i'm like okay (laughs) and josh is he's an interesting cat yeah yeah i've known him since the my shreveport days he's a good guy um, and very healthy. Yeah. Very healthy. Yeah. When are you going to get healthy? When are you going to get healthy? What I'm picking up that other market. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. I'll leave the, the healthy stuff for Hunter Burke. There you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the name of this episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you are drinking a Smoothie King. That's, yeah. Yeah, this That's is awesome. my first one. I ordered a large. Ever? I had no idea it was going to be a trough. Yeah, it's huge. That's your first Smoothie King ever? Yeah, well, I was talking about getting coffee. And I, then I thought, well, I'm going to sweat. Just, I'm going to be mm. so nervous. I better get some sort of You're going to be nervous? Drink. You seem so. You seem like such a cool customer right now. I buy, I buy yeah. the canister of powder from Smoothie King and make my own at home now. This is not they a cooking even, show, they Ryan. They didn't even ask me what kind of brain boosters I wanted. I just said, <laughs> I want the pineapple one. <laughs> That's awesome. Said something. So Jeff, you you seem like a a really chill guy. Did you ever have any of the typical actor anxiety, like the the doubt all the time? Still, time, yeah. Yeah. I I wouldn't trust it if I didn't. Yeah. You know, is is acting all you do? uh, Pretty much, I I do one, maybe two days a week. I do security, but I I work in a um, guard shack at an apartment that's mainly for old people and I work from midnight to six so everybody's asleep I never see anybody I make a couple loops around the building and otherwise I read scripts or watch movies in there so it's it's a nice that's setup. cool yeah 
That's yeah, cool. It's a good little survival job. It's a good yeah. side hustle. Yeah. Yeah. And your wife, is she in the business? No, no. She's, she's a uh, paralegal. She works with a lawyer who deals with um, offshore, you know, offshoremen, BP cases, stuff like that. Stuff that's way beyond my Maritime capacity. law. Yeah. Maritime. Look at you. Yeah. Smart, I know, I know some stuff. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So, um you have something that's in the works, right? Anything you can tell us about it, a new project that's coming up? Uh, well, I'll leave in 11 days to go uh, spend three weeks in Sao Paulo, Brazil. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Do you have your uh, Speedo ready or what? <laughs> no, it's no beach. No, no beach. beach. It's, um, Sao Paulo is a big city. It's Apparently, there's within the area, there's almost 20 million people. Damn. So Good gosh. Um I, I someone told me that it has a bigger Lebanese population than Lebanon. Really? So I don't know what that means, but you know, <laughs> there's just so many people there, yeah, so many yeah, yeah. Um, groups. But you know, it's but the movie it's a series. It's a HBO Latin series about Theodore Roosevelt. Um, after his presidency, he went to uh, Brazil to explore this river that was called the River of Doubt, and at the time it wasn't completely mapped out. So he was going to go on this expedition with this with his son and a crew, and they were also going to have this Brazilian general uh, Rondon, who's going to go with him, and they go on this journey. And um, but throughout the show, they have flashbacks to his presidency, and uh, I will be playing William Taft, um, who was Roosevelt's one of his closest confidants. Confidants, confidence, what do we call them? Confidants. His pal. Com- yeah, his, they his were buddies. buddies. <laughs> yeah. And um, so that's pretty exciting. Aiden, Aiden Quinn's playing Roosevelt. Oh, nice. And um, so, how long are you going to be down there? Three weeks. And the, so they're shooting, like, the, these scenes with you don't take place in Brazil. They, they'll, they'll take place in, like, the White yeah, House or Sagamore yeah. Hill. Um, but it's all, I guess, the sound stage there. Yeah, so you're going to be on, yeah, on a sound. You don't. You're not I know be that's in the great sunshine. too because yeah. most of, and, and you know most of the uh, um, notes on the script will be like, Tr is talking angrily over his desk, and then and then at the end of the paragraph will say, while Taft lounges on the couch. That's <laughs> <laughs> so what you're doing right exactly. now. You're getting into character. So I'm preparing. So, so how'd you how'd you book this role? That sounds like a pretty huge role, right? I got this to I have an agent in Los Angeles um, who I signed with her because she um, was the agent for Pollyanna McIntosh, who worked on Happen Leonard mm-hmm. and now she's on The Walking Dead. And um, I when I went to New York for Happen Leonard, I was just so impressed by the way Pollyanna was able to um, not necessarily hustle, but she worked the room without it being obnoxious. Yeah. You know, some people, she was in all the pictures, but like I say, she handled herself in a way that was not like, oh, that's so disgusting the way she's doing yeah. that. <laughs> she did, and I was just impressed by her. And I saw that she had posted one day about having a new agent. So I looked it up and, you know, um, a couple of the other main actors have this agent and William Sadler. And I was like, well, I want to try to get with this lady, you know. How'd you how'd you get in front of her? How'd you get you harassing know? her? Yeah, <laughs> did you call her? Did you no, email her? Bill Sage, who was in Happy oh, Later, yeah. is also mm-hmm. with her. Uh, recommended me to her, and I guess Pollyanna put in a good word, and you know. So so when we when we think about um, 
your your beginnings uh with the director from Hustle and Flow and you getting your agent and getting this agent. I think that's all like great examples of the importance of networking, whether you're doing it directly or indirectly, um, having that network of people in the industry that believe in you and support you and go to bat with you is pretty helpful. Oh, it's extremely helpful. And I am not the type to, I, I don't, I don't go to parties. I can't, um, network like that. Yeah. I, I'm just not any good at that. And I'm not, I'm very uh, unsociable in those situations. Um, so I focus on just trying to do good work. Mm -hmm. And I don't think of this as a ladder to any kind of success. I feel like it's more of a straight line. And, you know, and sometimes they're big and moments and sometimes they're little moments. But I don't put everything uh, into it if it doesn't work out. You know, when I do the auditions here or across the hall... I do them, and then as soon as I leave the door, I just forget about them. Mm, and nice. I, I try not. It's just because otherwise, it'll just 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 suck the life out of you. It mm. will. Yeah. And what was the process like for landing uh, William Taft? Yeah, did you have to test? Ridiculous. Or I, completely. It was a video audition, and the dialogue was it was nine pages of dialogue. Oh my gosh. And it was such presidential language. Ah. You know, I, I memorized six pages. <laughs> And then I had the others taped right next to them to the camera. So, you know, I kind of was going by the Brando method too, because you know, where he would, there would, if you could see a full shot of a Brando scene, you'd see that there's dialogue taped on the wall. Yep. People are holding it. So I would do that sometimes. I'd kind of look up and I'd have it taped there, <laughs> you know. And I just at that point I just read it and I thought, well, I'm not probably not going to get this, but I did it. Send it. Move on. I just and, heard uh, John Goodman talk about Brando reading his dialogue. I think from The Godfather, like yeah, he, yeah. like his entire performance is like he's just reading it. Reading. There's a great picture of um, Robert Duvall, and he's standing like this. And if you you know from the head up, you know it just looks like a scene. But if they show it down, he's holding this big poster board with all of Brando's dialogue. You know? <laughs> <That's awesome. clears throat> or he would have an earpiece. He had an yeah. earpiece he would keep Gosh. in his ear. So did you, you booked off a tape? Did you have a callback? Did you have to... I did. I did a Skype callback, which yeah. is weird. I, Those are Skypes awful. Are always yeah. awful. And um, he told me it was awful afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> but he still gave it to me. Yeah. <laughs> that was terrible. That I was think the worst. what it was you was I'd just done... Um, <laughs> the Highwayman movie, yeah, yeah, and the character that I played was, you know, a real small part. There's a lot of people on that movie, um, but the guy had a mustache, and the director or the 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 people didn't the hair and makeup didn't want me to keep the mustache, but I kind of uh, um, had a moment and I saw him and I kind of appealed to the director personally, and maybe he didn't really care, but he let me keep it because you know I'm a play a real guy. I don't look like the guy, but at least I can have the mustache that the guy had. Mm -hmm. So I had this big, you know, biker mustache. And um, I had it when I got the audition for Taft. And I thought, well, this is perfect. Yeah. Because Taft was the last president to have facial hair. Oh, yeah? A little useless fact. Nice. That's an interesting uh, fact. It is. Yeah. I've learned a lot about Taft. Good. What did, what did he also do for unions and for all of the actors who want to be members of the Screen Actors Guild? If, if people don't understand what, what Taft Hartley is. Yep. Then, uh, <laughs> <laughs> So that's where that yeah. comes from, yeah. everyone. Yeah. When who, you get your Taft Hartley, yeah. Your who first... real, really quick wants to define Taft Hartley for the listeners? 
Oh Jesus! I don't know how to put it in words. Um, ta- it's uh, so a, a Taft Hartley is a your right to uh, to work a union job uh, and become eligible to join that union. Once you're eligible, then in in our line of work, we have to write up a a report and mm-hmm. send it to the union. Mm-hmm. And that's your that's your uh, the, the proof that you worked for us yes. as a union member for the day. Uh, so now you would become eligible to join. I'm sure most, most of us regional actors were Taft Hartley in. Oh yeah, we. You know, you know a lot of a lot of uh, because we're a right to work state in Louisiana, Texas is, and Florida. I think Florida is Georgia. Georgia, is. yeah. Um, a lot of a lot. Some people don't join. Yeah, and and they get ta- we have to Taft Hartley them every time. Every time. I feel I have mixed feelings about that sometimes. You know, I'm not necessarily yeah, pro-union, I do too. and I'm not necessarily anti-union. But, you know, I noticed in, the, in other episodes that you guys do of the show that you'll have questions, you know, for me to ask you guys. And that was one of, like, three that I came up with was when you um, look at your your casting choices, do you put any kind of extra emphasis on people that are union? Not necessarily on their performance-wise, but, like, well, these guys paid to be in the union, so I'll at least look at their tapes. Up yeah, there. yeah. I mean, we we definitely see union people. Yes, um, absolutely. I mean, obviously, they have to be right for the role. Yeah. I'm not exactly, just yeah. going to see them. Not any kind of you know preferential treatment. Just hey, I'm definitely going to look at these guys because they are yeah. in the union. It's not just Johnny Come Lately. No. Um, I mean, we do we do have a little more leniency here. Um, because so many people are not union yeah. mm. and there just aren't as many members. Yeah. Oh, you know? yeah. So like your, your pool, like if you were just seeing union members, your pool would just be so narrow that you'd have to do more casting. I would be and so busy. See, <laughs> see, and see the uh, non-union folks. Like when we work in California, you have we, to, we yeah. are strongly encouraged to not Taft-Hartley people. Yeah. by the studios because there are so many union members who aren't working yeah. you know oh, yeah. it's, a, it's serious business out yeah. there but the, the tricky thing is we're in northern California yeah. and so there's not a lot of union members up there yeah. and so it, it kind of gets a little finicky because you know the studios in LA and they're like there's tons of them there's seas of SAG actors out here and you know it's kind there's kind of like yeah. a little bit of friction because you're trying to explain to them there's there, there are probably less union members in northern California than there are here here yeah, yeah. for sure yeah mm-hmm. which yeah. is I mean, but it's all union uh, mm-hmm. where we do that show. And like, even for the extras, you know, like we've, we have to, uh, you know, Taft-Hartley yeah, extras we Taft-Hartley all the time. Yeah, extras. Because you yeah. have to have like, what is it, like 45, 20, 20, 20 22, 21 extras yeah, a day that extra, are SAG. SAG extras a day. And uh, what's happening? I don't know how I, I got a letter shortly, and, and I was non-union for 15 years before I finally joined in 2016. And it, I think it was just because I wanted to. I just signed with Rachel in Los Angeles, and I thought, well, I want to do other things besides just regional work, and I wanted to be ready for it. And you know, I done happened Leonard, so I was able to use some of that money to just like let's just go ahead and do it and make me level across the board. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, and there's times when I think, you know, especially when you got to pay those dues, you know, and you're just like, what yeah, the hell are they doing yeah, for me? Yeah, yeah. 
You know, well, residuals take months to get here, you know. But then there's things like dealing with the negotiations for this film in Brazil. You know, you're not working with the Screen Actors Guild there. You're working with their system. Oh, really? Really? It. And so then I had, that was the good thing about having Rachel is that she, um, she got the first contract, you know, and I'm just a gosh darn excited to go to Brazil. <laughs> I'm ready to sign anything. And she's like, well, let me, let me talk something and um, I'll, I'll get back to you. And a week later, she sent me all these transcripts where she had been emailing. She said, I took Jeff out of this contract, you know, out of this conversation so we can negotiate. And she, you know, she put all, all things together because they've got different, you know, rules about what, you know, what you do. And, you know, so when you see that, you're like, oh, man, that's great. That's that, interesting yeah. to me that, that the Screen Actors Guild has these contracts in place. So, so it, the Guild will cover you? In Brazil, this contract is covered under the under you know SAG. Okay, okay. You know I would. I mean? I mean, I would think so because they're probably bringing like their star yeah. from Hollywood, yeah. who's going to be a SAG member, SAG you know. after. Um, yeah. So I would. I would think that if. I would think that they would have to cover an American actor who's union yeah. under their union. What, the, what would the union think if you went out and went out in Brazil and did? I this? don't know the. Yeah. I don't know what their stance on yeah. that is. I, this is all foreign this, to me. This I is mean, new for everyone. You're not. Yeah. I mean, rule number one is you're not supposed to do non-union yeah. work. Yeah. Um. So I'm sure that would fall under that. Yeah. That rule. So. But that's good that they. I mean, and it's HBO. Yeah. So HBO, yeah, 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 HBO yeah. is definitely they're gonna, signatory with the Screen yeah, Actors yeah. Guild. So they have to, you know, abide. When I'll by. get to see any of it, I don't know. It's HBO Latin, so it'll come out there, and then maybe, you know, it'll it'll come out here. Yeah. Well, you know, are they going to dub you, or are you going to be in English? It's half English, half Portuguese. So all my stuff, of course, is English. Subtitled. Uh, but um, there's no subtitles or anything for the Portuguese stuff as far as I know uh, how am I going to watch it I mean maybe, <laughs> I'm not going to watch it maybe they'll air there's like uh, HBO Latino yeah. it's always like a yeah an option under the like the regular yeah. normal we'll get Tanae to come in and tr oh, yeah. translate it there for us go. she speaks Portuguese to me that all that stuff doesn't even matter because I'm so excited about you know um the, the, to me, the most fun is between action and cut, and everything else is irrelevant. You, know, yeah. you can't do anything about it, so why well, get worked up over it? That's awesome, so what though. do you do on your time when you're just sitting around on set or when you have days off? And it, I mean, I don't know if you've had a lot of chances to work out of town. Like, what do you plan to do on your days off? Oh, in Brazil? Yeah. Uh, well, I've been looking at tons of travel videos. Um, I want to go into the municipal mercado, is that it? The, the big market, open-air market, and um, I want to buy some records. There's a lot of great Brazilian uh, rock bands, you know, alike. Uh, so just explore. Just do what I can to explore. It's a nice hotel. It's a great, you know, part of the, of the city. Um, I'm going to do that. Uh, my wife and I are going to Sicily in September. So. Nice. You know, it's funny because the last time we were on vacation was shortly after you and Robert got back from Paris because my wife and I went to Paris. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. We, we talked about Robert and I talked about it out in the hallway at your old place. Yeah. So it's been that's the last vacation we've had. So now we're going to go to Sicily. That's so awesome. awesome. You got a lot of cool stuff happening. Is she going to get to go with you to Brazil? Brazil? No. We talked about it, and it's just so expensive to fly, and I'll be working mostly. and. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, I don't know, so I'm going to do it on my yeah, own. Yeah, you'll, you'll probably be, you'll hitting, be busy. It, hitting it hard while you're there. I hope so. She says we're still married and, and when I'm in Brazil. <laughs> but, you know, we'll see. <laughs> Noted. Noted. Awesome. Oh, that's not what you meant by hitting it so hard. Okay. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, that's adult conversation, kids. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and cut. <laughs> and cut. <laughs> so... Um, what, how do you talk like a normal person as an actor when you're, you know, doing your scenes? How do you keep it grounded and real and just honest, and truthful, and not be actory? Well, I don't know how to be actory. I mean, I look at, I try. I don't know. You, you see it more than I see it, um, but I just try to look at what's the what's driving the scene. What is it? What is the person that I'm reading for want, and and what does he seem to be feeling like? And and then it doesn't matter what the circumstances are. If you know, if you're sad, it doesn't matter whether you're sad about your dog dying or you know your wife leaving you. It's still sadness, and it's still you know. I just look for whatever the emotion is, nice. and try not to trip over the lines. <laughs> awesome. I don't so, know. I don't think it. I, I think people make it too hard. It's not really as hard as it as it seems. Yeah, well, it's hard for some people. That's Maybe. the coolest answer you have, had on that. You, question. you have a, uh, you have it in you, and you have a, um, you get it. Yeah. You have a knack for it, so you don't make make it more than what it is. I some people make to. it more than what what it has to be, like you're saying. So that's that's a beautiful answer for yeah. sure. What's something that you want casting or producers to know about you that they don't know? I'm available. <laughs> Boom! Best answer yeah, ever. There we go. I'm available. Yeah. He'll go anywhere. Go to Brazil. Go to. I will. I will go anywhere. I like this stuff. I, you know, I was thinking about this too. One of the questions I want to ask you is: It helpful for you guys, you know, to know more about us? Because that was something that worried me about doing this interview. It was like, well, if I go in, then you know, I might say something, or or they'll see what I'm like, and it might be hard for them to separate for whatever I'm reading for. You know? That's a great question. That's a good question. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can see it. I can separate. Um, I I think you in particular. I I I get you. I kind of know like what you would bring to the table already, you know? So sarcasm. <laughs> Sarca actually I didn't yeah. know that. No. I'm very sarcastic. Yeah. But uh yeah, I I think I think we can separate. Uh yeah. I I get it though, like keeping things for yourself and not being, you know, mm -hmm. putting too much out there. Um there's something to be said for that. But uh I'm, I, mean, I like I like to cover bases and like get to know people. Yeah. I'm completely honored to be asked to, to be a part of this because I enjoy I'm it. Completely and, honored yeah, for you, you to know, be on it. I listen to it on SoundCloud. Um, Thank you. Because I I have a lot of music on SoundCloud, so that's where I get the notice it comes up. And I follow the numbers, and I'm like, well, I know my numbers that could be huge. But I knew as soon as I saw the one with all the casting directors are like, yeah. well, that's going to be the show that, that and, one blew up you know that's the one because that's what everybody wants everyone yeah. wants to know yeah. what the secrets are does it show the numbers to you guys uh -huh. oh okay how many plays it interesting I think Robert may be number two yeah he is yeah Robert's Rob, well I mean it's been on there the longest yeah yeah but I, yeah I'm, I love listening to the show I think it's definitely um, it's so useful because you know 
whether you're sitting as a as an extra and one of my favorite moments as an extra was uh watching a bunch of people find a, a call sheet on the ground and oh. a group of them are sitting there trying to decode it <laughs> what is what is p o p u t r s w f what is that what are these codes you know but i i'm I remember that. I remember how exciting that would be. I yeah. still have, you know, I was an extra in the Rainmaker, but I've got like 10 or 15 call sheets that had nothing to do with me, but I kept you them. You kept them? Because they was like, you know, this was it. This That's, was yeah. How did you learn all those codes? Online. <laughs> yeah? Some of me figured out. Do they have um, it online? You I, can look up what call sheets. I've, I feel like I the first time I saw SWF, I tried to Google it, so I didn't have to ask Ryan what that meant. And I couldn't. <laughs> you didn't learn that in film school? Uh, they no, don't teach you no. like a day out of days? Maybe maybe they do, and I didn't, I didn't pay attention to, to that that day. No, we didn't do a day out of days no? in film school. Yeah, That is crazy. Um, I don't even... I can't even remember if we did a call sheet. I did, I what? did, I did not do AD work when I was in... When, at the school I went to, you get to pretty much decide what you focus on. And I did not focus on AD work, and I did not focus on casting. And what did I do right when I graduated was those two things. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, I learned I learned how to read a day out of days, one-liner I call on the, the job. Sheet. I hate that. I hate when the people call sheet. it the dude. I, the I dude. didn't know. I didn't yeah. know what it stood for. Yeah. <laughs> I have to, I have to um, sometimes agents will ask me what things, what those codes mean. Because yeah. when I send offers to actors, I, I will put like S-W-O-O-A and a date, uh, and comma uh, P U O O A and a date yeah. and they're like what is O O A for what the listeners start work on or about the date yeah. you you would drop and then pick up on a date on or about uh well you, you, or you could just finish on or about a date yeah yeah so you give honor just. To educate, <laughs> you, you give honor about only on a weekly, weekly booking, deal. and and a a daily booking is supposed to be a firm date. We should do an episode where we go over all that cool. Lingo. That would be very yeah. helpful. Let's you know, do it. Yeah, because um, I didn't know any of it. I just focused on what involved me. Then, <laughs> do you want to do a fourth you know. episode today? No, I'm ah. kidding. <laughs> Jason's like Jason. Jason, I don't, I don't know. know about all that. <laughs> all right, so you got one more question in your. Wheelhouse Let me look us. at my crib notes. There um, you go. I did have some questions. Um, nice. What is that see. sheet? Is it, that looks like a sign-in sheet. Yeah, well, this is one of my security guard oh, sheets. Oh, okay, okay. Well, I'm supposed to be protecting. I'm thinking of questions. <laughs> <laughs> protecting. Uh, I have two, two more questions. First of all, do you guys give feedback to agents? Uh, occasionally, if, yeah. if they request it and I have feedback. Yeah. I mean... Sometimes you don't remember. It's just like... Sometimes they're sometimes they're too quick, you know. It'll yeah. be like we did the audition, and then like the same day, hey, you got any feedback for blah? I'm like, no, right, like I'm right. I'm still watching, mm-hmm. you know, fifty other auditions that I have to go. You know, he did a great job. Yeah. <laughs> and how much do you think social media presence matters in casting? Uh, Instagram followers, stuff That's like that. Interesting. It can, it can matter. Yeah. Um, uh, we. I mean, we on our like local regional level don't really deal a it lot with that, yeah, yeah. but I do know a story on a show that, uh, that we did, uh, where they're casting a new series regular and the person was a, a YouTube star and, um, very, 
had some crazy videos and uh, you know material posted online that the show didn't want to be associated with and didn't get the the role because of it. Well, we know social media can get you elected president, but I wanted you know, yeah. right. You know, um, on on this on this level, it's never once come up. I don't think a producer has ever asked us what's what's, what's their Instagram. Yeah, like? what's their Twitter? Yeah, handle? I didn't figure as much yeah. for you guys, but I wondered because I'd heard that you know. Um, well, I talked about it um, with some folks. I did this movie that's coming out in September called Assassination Nation. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm excited Super for that. Excited. Yeah, I really want to see that. Really good and. Um, Anyway, but you know that's the social media presence for that movie is, you know, the two 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 big people that are in that movie are barely in that movie, but when you look on social media, you yeah. think they were the stars. I, you know. Interesting. I think on on this at, when you play at our level, I think the importance of social media again comes back to networking. Like you saw you saw that play because of Lance Nichols' Facebook. Yeah, like yeah. I think that in this world is where that comes into play, and. Um, but yeah, at the, at the bigger scale, it's gotta it's gotta count for something. I was reading an article probably about a year ago about this uh, this guy who's a a YouTube sensation or whatever YouTube star has like a few million followers, and he started getting work in Hollywood like on shows uh, like Nickelodeon and Disney shows that kind of stuff, and he only does them because it helps. It helps uh, his channel, but it also helps them. And then he did this thing where he got like 10 or 15 different YouTube stars together and mm -hmm. they like put together a bunch of ideas that made a feature film, right? And then they're gonna distribute it just amongst their followers. So like between all of them, they have like 40 million, 50 million followers. So it's like, they'll make this movie, they'll put like pool their monies, like five hundred thousand dollars, make this movie and probably make, you know, a ton of money. Yeah, yeah. Because it's all the these people West. are gonna. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, it's, you can anybody can do it if you, you know, put the work into it. Yeah. You know, yeah. Whether it be promoting it or you know, but there's just so many opportunities to make content. You know, it's yeah. it's good and it's bad too. It's you know, because yeah. whereas a movie. That's great. I mean, what what what's the last movie in the in the last eighteen years since two thousand that's had a profound effect that that'll be like remembered as a you know as a a, a Godfather or or Forrest Gump you know or, or even that's been yeah. since two thousand you know yeah no no it's, I'm not so saying much. it's one yeah. I'm saying it that movie had a profound yeah. effect on me Forrest like, Gump seeing it yeah I was just like. This is like amazing. Sling Blade did it for me. Oh my god! It was the anti Forrest Gump. Sling Blade. Okay, the movies that that had profound effects during that period. Sling Blade. Boys Don't Cry. Yeah. Oh my god! When I actually saw that movie twice at the theater, which is really hard to do, but I just felt like I had friends who hadn't seen it. And I'm like, you have to see this movie. Mm. It is the performances in it are just so amazing, and the it's story. The subject of it. Jesus. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I had a whole list of, of, of favorite movies, favorite actors, <laughs> favorite local actors, favorite plays. Uh, it's like I don't know where this is going to go. Who's your favorite local afraid. actor? Or can we not say that? I want to know your favorite. Local well, actor. I, I don't know a whole lot, but um, um, of course I mentioned Casey mm -hmm. and um, Thomas Francis Murphy. Yeah. yeah, I love him. We were neighbors really for a long time. Oh and, yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, in a, well, he yeah, we were neighbors. He's still in grade. He's yeah, on Mind I, Hunter. I keep seeing him on shows that I didn't intend to see him on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he is on Mind Hunter, which I love that show. But in a way, I'm kind of glad because I hear that you know so many takes that, oh, David, that David Fincher does. Oh yeah, it's fifty to seventy five. Oh, per, you know, and I just like, holy, that's yeah, just a lot of work. Me, yeah. That's a lot of work. Yeah. <clears throat> I like Charlie Talbert. Oh, oh he's, Charlie yeah, he's, he's funny. got uh, he's so much energy, yeah. and he just kind of popped in, and you know he knows everybody. Yeah, he's hilarious. Yeah. Um, ben Matheny, love Ben Matheny. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, he I saw him at Sundance, and he um, helped put my head in a really much better space uh, during a, a moment of um, of doubt. So I, I have a lot of respect for Ben. Um, He's a good shout-out. Yeah. You know, Spud, he's a yeah. Spud, Lance legend. Nichols is a legend. Uh, my friend Jamie Newman. Do you know Jamie? We just talked about Jamie yeah, Newman. Yeah. She's on The Deuce. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we talked about her on the previous episode. On the last episode. Yeah, I met her in Los Angeles and then got really got to know her out here. But she and uh, she was doing this thing where they it was called Playhouse Nola, the one-act, series of one-acts. Danny in the Deep Blue Sea? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And, and that was so great because I did a couple of them because um, I thought this is what rock and roll theater is. You know, you got these people who want to make a movie, so we need to raise money. So they rent a space, you know, for the weekend. We're like, we'll serve sangria and beer, charge 20 bucks at the door. People come in and see some funny 10-minute one acts, like seven Love or eight that. of them. And they were selling out all the time, and it was so much fun. I thought this is, you know, that's what I do love about New Orleans and the UNO kids as they come together just like everybody supports everybody yeah. it's very I like that it's a tight knit film community it is very yeah. tight knit Memphis yeah. had that too I love that that's awesome that's awesome yay dude this is a good show yeah yeah. Thanks See, you were worried about yeah. talking <laughs> you did it yeah do you uh, do you have any do you do any Instagram or anything like that I do Instagram um, are you at Jeff W. Pope Jeff W. Pope, yeah. Yep. All right. The show's at Talking Talk Like Normal, at Glorioso Casting, at Jason Edwards TV, at Full Grown Mouse, Justin TC underscore underscore. And thank you, Jason, uh, for producing and recording. Justin, thank you. Robert, thank you for making pictures and stuff. And Thanks, know. everybody. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Yeah. We're out. Talking Like Normal People is brought to you by MyCastingFile.com. Create a searchable profile accessible by multiple casting directors who are casting major film, television, and commercial projects. MyCastingFile.com.